0: Adam Has a Beard is produced by Elements Divide and distributed by Elements Divide. Adam Has a Beard is sponsored by a refined man barber shop, The Wandering Souls, Trio Board Sketch Shop, Black Widow Razors with a checkout code AHABBWR at checkout and its products. Don't forget to get your hair done by Darcy Hall at 3604819224. Today's musical intro is by Richard Sanchez. Enjoy the show. I got sent a book in lockdown by somebody I work with, and it's a book called 1606, and it's about the year that Shakespeare wrote King Lear and Macbeth. And that year, there was a resurgence of plague in London. Wow! And the book starts with all the theatres have been closed down in London, and everyone's confined to their homes and during that year shakespeare wrote this play king lear which is about it's about the, the consolidation of britain the creation of the pound the use great, the, the the term great britain was used around that time as well that was when it was it was originated the land we are better together and uh, macbeth surrounds this word equivocation, which is the use of language and the manipulation and the subtlety and uses around language. Wow. So it's a really strange book to read when we have Twitter and truth, what's truth, what's news, what's fake, what's not. Everyone's confined to their houses, all the plays, all the theatres and list, reading about London being shut down in 1606 and it's shut down now. And then we're going through Brexit here where everything's they are trying to be broken up. And he wrote this play about everything being consolidated people working together. I mean, King Lear is all about ambition and about, it's like 12 main characters that were all like vying for a land grab. And it's, it's, it's been a great book to read. I mean, it might be a bit um, heavy if you don't know the players, but for, for me reading that in London and reflecting on where we are, like what can (laughs) I learn? What's the the message?
1: Are you saying that, by the end of this lockdown, you'll come out with season three. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: yes. I have, or go I've, mad. Or, or go mad. Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: it's all madness. Um, <laughs> I,
1: think,
0: I think there's, a, I don't know, it's interesting how cyclical things can be and like, what can you learn from, you know, past? What can you learn from history and what, what, what were the good things that came out of it? One of the things that I was reading about is these old, um, wine windows that they had where they would people would it was a really small window that was only big enough that you could get a glass or a pint out of it and people sold booze out of these windows (laughs) that were made specifically for times of plague so that people didn't (laughs) get your alcohol at the wine window (laughs) we need some of that here hold on (laughs)
3: nice
4: just come on by i'll open up the window sean i got whiskey what else do (laughs) we got you
2: H- oh, that hit, reminds hit me of mind. a scene. The scene is uh, Sid and Nancy, um, yeah. where he goes to the East Village to buy heroin, and it comes down on the, like a you know string from the fire escape. You put your money in the little pumpkin, and it goes up, and they drop the heroin down. Oh my I mean, god! Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so that, that, film, whatever think, it takes. Yeah, that
1: film has one of my favorite lines in it. I think when. Sid vicious is just throwing a TV off of the, the roof of a hotel, and a butler comes upstairs and asks him to stop, and he just turns around and says, four sugars, you can and then just carries on. It's uh, it's that's a mad film. Mad.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of crazy, crazy uh films out there that you're, just makes you like, wow. You know, the one for me was Clockwork Orange mm-hmm i was just insane to me i just like i couldn't wrap my head around it you know and and the other one too that i still i i still cannot watch i i tried to like several times but the uh the space odyssey mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i can't do it i can't
2: 2001 do it. yes yeah it yes. starts with the primates you know in the beginning banging and drums and stuff and yeah. um
4: yeah it's, it's interesting to see the evolution of film and how Everything is like more cohesive now, and how it's getting better and better and better. But the storylines are getting much more enriched, you know. And it's it, it's it's a magical thing to find great writers, huh?
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, did you not like Clockwork Orange? Was it too much?
4: Oh, I loved it. I loved that. I thought it was insane, and loved it. And
0: it's just I, like that, here in London.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we meet up at milk bars all the time don't we yes, yes. we have
0: less we have less like phallic po- pottery in our homes i think but <laughs> come to the united states we oh wait wait no
1: <laughs> well actually Karen, if you just tilt the camera to the left you'll see a big pottery. tree com it's a tree <laughs> <laughs> but is it though <laughs> yeah it's a. Uh, um
4: it, it, in 2000 I, I did love that clockwork orange it was just absolutely insane it was brilliant it just slipping into madness you know what i mean yeah but 2001 i just like i i don't know if it's because i'm like worried that an alien will come try to probe me or something or something <laughs> something weird. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know i just like that, the whole infinite possibilities nobody knows what's out there in space kind of maybe um, scares me a bit you know
1: did you see the monoliths those monoliths oh yeah yeah, it was. Um, was it was one in, in Utah. It was in Utah. And there was there's a. There's one another in, uh, one. Romania. There was one in the UK. Yep. And uh, there was another one in America somewhere. I can't remember what it was, but it they did the similar thing of they don't look like they did in the film, but very weird. Very, very Did well, you? They,
2: they're sort of moving around, aren't they? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Right. So we don't. There's a mystery of where where he disappeared to.
1: Maybe he's. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not dead. Maybe. See,
0: I'm I'm so cynical now that I'm just like, ah, oh, somebody put it like somebody at Banksy's put it in the desert, and they've mm. just done it yeah. deliberately. Like, I, I kind of feel like I need to call Dean because Dean is like <laughs> awesome. Like, he has this. She would put he's, it there. Like, retained this wonderful <laughs> fascination with the mystery of aliens and the possibility of magic, and I I, I need to speak to Dean sometimes because like <laughs> I feel like I've had too much reality, and I'm like. Let's talk to me about the hope of aliens, Dean. Like, Get a good injection of some of that wonderful hope that he's got. Yeah, yeah, aliens. We're going to meet aliens. That's what's going to happen. We've been through all this. And then it's going to be, you know.
1: The the close of 2020, meeting aliens. Uh, That would be be the cherry on the cake, actually. Oh, boy.
5: Because clearly the only
0: explanation of obelisks in the desert is, of course, aliens. Like, if you can't explain something, then obviously the answer is...
2: Aliens. Do you remember <laughs> Dean must have this sort of energy, some other hu- other human energy, because he he attracts scorpions, right? Do you guys oh, remember? When we were at eyes. his place, like he would have two scorpions around his apartment, oh, and one time he found yeah, there was a dead a huge dead one under his bed. And he's like, I'm sleeping with these things, you know yeah it's like i i don't know anyone else really? who attracts scorpions
0: <laughs> there was something about his house because he used to live near signal hill in cape town and i think they used to come off the hill and somehow just come uh. in house. i was like where are they getting in like, but, <laughs> they
1: wow. down we nice.
0: didn't have any of those near i didn't see anywhere i lived but we did have a cape cobra oh huge in a bit it bit my landlord's dog and he died sadly Oh, oh man that, that kind of freaked me out because it used to hang around it used to hang it was hanging out under this tree where i used to sit and learn my scripts and i was like oh that's too close <laughs>
4: oh man they're
0: huge man they're huge they were like it was like a meter and a half two meters long oh
4: wow. that's that's crazy
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well
4: i uh um i think we're at that part of the show man where you know with uh I, I, I did this last time with you guys. I think I did with Mr. Perry too, but Mr. Tom wasn't available. He, we know that he, uh, likes, he likes pies. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we like we also like to talk about food on this show. You know, my t- uh, my
1: favorite topic. I think. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, oh, all right. All right. We're our our best friends then.
4: Yeah. 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 I I did uh, um, this week. Actually, a couple of days ago, I got bored. I went up at this about the biggest slab of dinosaur that I found and I I smoked it. I smoked it for nine hours. I put it on there. I smoked it nine hours. I went to sleep. And (laughs) oh, my God, I I made a nice, nice smoked brisket and it came out and it was just like I put it in my my beard and it grew. (laughs) (laughs) And it tasted so dang good. What did you guys do? What did you guys do this week?
1: Uh, Food, food wise. I mean, actually, this week I think um, we're on a on the run up to Christmas. I know I'm probably going to punish my body so much on the day that I need to just sort of have a bit of self care and a bit of self maintenance. I wouldn't call it a cleanse um, because that term scares me. Uh, <laughs> definitely, just you know, not quite consuming quite as much. But I'm a fiend. I don't know if you guys have them in in the states me and my wife were talking about it the other day do you know do you know what a mince pie is i've heard the term i've heard of it yeah so yeah it's not really a thing here in the uk it's it's essentially just this um it's kind of ridiculous that i'm talking about it but it's just it's just like a tiny little pie you get a (laughs) bit of mince in it and mince meat is this sort of sweet wonderful christmassy Mm. raisiny thing and i eat it like I, I just love this stuff. You cover it in brandy cream. And I think it, last Christmas, I probably got through about two pots of brandy cream um, <laughs> in a week. So, yeah, I'm essentially just holding back on my addiction to them until the day itself.
0: That was yeah, good. That's what I'm oh,
1: Do you I like them, Kieran? You didn't seem to show much. I can them. eat
0: boxes of them. I can eat boxes <laughs> of them, like, late at night. And, and like... I really love marzipan. Anything with marzipan on at Christmas is definitely getting yeah. smashed. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, it's not great. I don't have great restraint when it comes to mince pies. I'm open. <laughs> I, 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 I say, I'm I not sure whether. I have restraint. Sometimes I only have two pizzas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that actually. I, happens. <laughs> what
0: happened once? We worked really late in Cape Town, and we were traveling back from home one night and it was a funny, was it Easter weekend Tom or something? Anyway, yeah, it was uh, were closing down, it was unclear. And I rang up this place to get myself a pizza and, <laughs> and some like lemonade or something because I was coming home so late, we'd been working all day and I ordered it from the place but I didn't get confirmation and I was so worried that it wasn't gonna come and I was, I had no food in and I was hungry, we'd been working for days. So oh. i I'm, like, oh, I'm gonna have to order it from somewhere else because I think this place is closed. Anyway. <laughs> The delivery drivers turned up at exactly the same time from two different pizza shops with exactly the <laughs> same order from two different places. And I sent them a picture. They call it the Joey special in Friends. And I was like, yes, I did eat it all. <laughs>
1: I love it. Oh, that's awesome.
0: I was training for Bill, you see. Yep,
4: yep Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Mr. Perry?
2: Well, um... We're we're kind of lucky right now that my my youngest son, 15 year old, um, is getting into cooking, so we're letting him explore. And he's kind of has a natural gift for it. He's been watching a lot of these uh, YouTube like or, or TikTok cooking, sh- you know, chefs, and he's like learn how to la- actually make really good meals in a short time. You wow. know, yes. it's really cool. It's really actually quite amazing to have a 15 year old who's interested in cooking yes. and he's cooking for the whole family you know it's pretty amazing he's cooking for four. you know and uh, he's been coming up with some really amazing stuff mind-blowing like the other day he made a thing where it was uh ground beef and and cheese with this sort of uh gluten-free pasta topped with a certain kind of cheese that he sprinkled in later that made it you know so he cooked it twice so that it would get a crispy you know edge but the inside was so juicy i mean it was like wow He just read about it or watched a YouTube video and made the thing the first time out. And we were all like, my partner and I were like, holy smokes, this guy's, this kid's got talent, you know, he's only 15. And we're like, okay, you know what? I think we're going to invest in a food truck for his, like, (laughs) for him to experiment, you know, like, so that, like, you know, we're thinking about, like, the future of the world right now, right? It's like how college is sort of a scam, you know, Mm. and like, if you're going to pay for higher education. I mean, I'm all for higher education, but not the kind that you expect a job out of. Yeah. So, if we're going to invest the kind of money it takes to get a higher education, we'll still get them a higher, you know, educated. But, but we want them to definitely have a way to make a living, uh, have a livelihood, you know, and not just plan on like getting a job when you graduate with a with a mortgage, you know, as debt. So we're sort of looking into stuff like that, but like if he shows more, um, you know, talent in it and desire, it's like, Hey, whatever you want to keep cooking for the family, I'm supporting that, you
4: know? hundred <laughs> percent. I'm in. What about you, Sean? What'd you, what you
1: do uh, this week? Anything? So
5: my, my wife's been, uh, she's counting uh, macros. So she does like a pre pre-planned uh, meals. We go online and get the groceries and stuff. So I actually, I am in. Mean, I'm at home. So Uh, I'm in charge of cooking all said recipes. So I actually uh, made ravioli soup What? and it was delicious. If you guys want the recipe, I'll I'll message it to you. I was like, what is, what is this ravioli soup? Ooh. I made it. And Oh my gosh, it was, it was one of the best soups I've ever had. Just uh, you know, it's not very, we have a a really mild winter here. So it's not like super cold, but this is one of these soups you make uh, in the slow cooker uh, eight to ten hours, and the, your freezing cold day, your bone, your bones are chilled. You come in and you have this soup, and you're just nice and warm.
4: Sounds banging. Ooh, sounds really wow.
1: banging.
4: Mm, yeah, I'll take that recipe. Go ahead, send it. To yeah, I'll, I'll,
5: I'll message you guys the recipe. It's, it's really, is really good. It's, it was one of those things I was kind of doubting, like, ooh, I'm gonna make this, and <laughs> nobody's gonna like it, and we're just gonna toss this recipe out. But it, I think it was my favorite recipe out of all the the macro challenge
4: recipes that she has. Awesome mm, man, really. Yeah. Hey, so we 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 love food. We know this. We all we mince pie. I'm gonna try one of these mince pies because uh, yes, yes, it sounds good. <laughs> and then I'm coming over to Perry's house to eat uh, some uh, home cooking because I love home cooking. And, yeah, uh, and I'm not ordering two
6: pizzas.
0: <laughs> I, I made it. a roast dinner in. I mean, well, I I managed to get the roast dinner in the oven in about 15 minutes this weekend. And then did some other jobs. And I timed it all so that it basically all finished at the same time. And my wife was like, When did you do that? And I was like, <laughs> I just worked it out.
6: <laughs> and
0: we had a roast dinner. It was like, Wow, is it ready? I was like, It'll be ready in 10 minutes. And the house smells amazing. <laughs> <Boom>. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's I really, what I like.
0: I, really, I inherited a garden that, that the lady who used to own the house that I lived in before me, she was a chef. And she put a little herb garden in the in my garden and she planted all these things. So I feel, I'm so lucky I've inherited, like, she put some, uh, she put a plum tree and an apple tree out there and I've got figs and oh, raspberries man. and, and it, she put them in. I, I just, I just have to kind of look after it. So getting stuff from the garden and cooking it, man. That's one of my self care things is being in the garden.
4: Yes. Yes. I love that. I love being in the garden too. I mean, I, every year I go to make sure my mom's garden is rototilled. You know, got the yeah. chicken, you know, the, the nitrogen in there, and everything. And I'm rototilling. I rototill it twice. at cross section. I make sure her garden is set because she makes some of the best salsa ever. Oh man, I love that salsa. Oh dude, yes. I mean, my mom. I love. I love my mom, and she makes some of the best <laughs> stuff. And and if it's in her garden it's going to be top-notch i make sure her garden is is always you know top-notch so she can have her her self-care but then i do mine i got a little plot of land up behind the rental house i'm at and and i'm out there and the people are like you're not going to get anything want to bet hold my beer hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) and we always get something going i i just i love gardening it's just like something that's a complete passion
0: about you know
2: that's great. It's great. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? How food can sort of carry love and culture and tradition and family. I mean, just, just a good meal, you know, and yeah. like, and how it's passed down down from from your, you know, mother or father. When you go home and they say, I'm going to cook your favorite meal. I mean, it's, you know, that's like, you can't beat that kind of love, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. that's a real, that's a real thing, you know, that always kind of blows me away. What Every once in a while, I'll meet that rare person who says, Oh, my my parents couldn't cook. And so, like, then they don't know how to appreciate food, you know? Oh,
5: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? It's like yeah. if they can't say, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know how to eat because my parents didn't know how to eat, you know, or oh. something. It's like, whoa. Oh. That's kind of mind blowing.
4: Yeah. Take take time to give them a lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time to give them a lesson. Yeah. Hey, so uh what are we listening to in our ears while we're uh, self-caring at home, locked down tier four? Uh I didn't we didn't ask you, Mr. Perry. What's the what's it like over there where you're at in
2: Rhode right. Island, correct? Yeah, what am I listening to?
4: Yeah, what are you listening music? to? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, since I started playing the flute and making flutes about 25 years ago, I s- sort of stopped listening to commercial music. Um, like I couldn't hear like radio music. I couldn't hear things that were recorded commercially, like Like, because that music is about listening to the available sounds as, as music. So coming from the Zen temples and meditation, and it's something that John Cage, you know, the famous American composer talked about because he borrowed that concept from one of the Zen monks who played this flute. It was like, if you pay attention to the sounds around you, that is music. And you can, you know, that's the the concept of chance music. Anything in the moment is chance music. So I, I I can listen to the most contemporary piece of music, and it's the thing that's happening, like as soon as I open my ears and listen, it's whether it's a creaking door, the wind blowing or dark barking or something, it's actually quite beautiful.
4: Wow, love it, love it. Sir, (laughs) Mr. Tom?
1: Oh, uh, wow. Well, you know, uh, so, you know, the Spotify thing at the end of the year, they round mm-hmm. up the year and everything. Um, and I, I've realised that the majority, and this is this this is going to sound like I just I exercise an awful lot, which I don't. But it's been very skewed by my exercise playlists. <laughs> so there's an awful lot of quite angry, um, but also quite quite angry heavy metal, but also a lot of hip hop and everything. So what I've been enjoying at the moment is just trawling through albums of the year. Sort of lists and things like that so yeah at the moment i think today what was i listening to uh common the rapper common he had an album in I Love common B. yes it's it such a, i can't believe it passed me by it was such a good album um but yeah that's I, that's the last thing i can think of the last album that i listened to nice and try, I'm trying to listen to it from top front front to back as well
2: nice. um, tom, tom, uh tom when you said you don't work out anymore i you worked out every day at the tent <laughs> during training. You were there yeah. every morning, Yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that that was a real, um, that was a form of therapy, I suppose, in a way as well for all of us while we were out there. That was great, like the communal joint effort of it all. Um, and that I miss massively, massively. There's certain things, we had a couple of playlists we'd listen to and when that would come on, here, whenever i hear on the radio or whatever in passing i get very nostalgic very nostalgic for, for that and some of the songs are terrible as well <laughs> every <Like laughs> pie that song, terrible song but it you know fills my heart with joy whenever and I they
0: heard. had eye of the tiger you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotta
5: have that
0: <laughs> they had the music from blood spot it had like the the, the music from from the movie blood spot
4: <laughs> Hoonley. Hoon. mr hoon lee
1: Welcome in, sir.
2: How you doing, Mister Hoon Lee?
1: Oh, we can't hear you.
2: Oh, I don't see Hoon. Is this is video off. No, he's on.
5: Can't hear him talking.
1: He'll get it. He'll get it. He'll get it.
4: Ah, there
5: he is. There he is. Still
1: can't hear you. Uh Oh no. You can hear us though. Yeah. So,
0: um, while we're waiting for Hoon to um, join us, I'll. I've been Come listening on, to I've been listening to um yacht rock. Um and the reason I've been listening to yacht rock is, be- is because there's a fucking pandemic on and um <laughs> my wife has these amazing playlists. She likes really atmospheric music like Portishead and stuff that's like of a particular like mm. songs about I was a wolf and the man was a bat uh, sort of feeling. And I kind of take the mic and it's great, wonderful, beautiful music. But I, put, I, I, I could have put some of my heavy metal rock on, but then it felt too heavy. So I've ended up listening to like Hall of Notes and it's like Genesis and the Eagles. And it's great. It, I driving around London with a bit of yacht rock on with a load of really great cheesy, like it making me really happy. You know, while people are just like, raging because of all the tear changes and the lack you know, of work
1: easy yeah. listening is exactly yeah that's what we need yeah so we need
0: it. i always think of that scene from three kings you know where they go into the castle at the end and he puts the easy listening cd on and they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a raid <laughs> but the easy listening music that's basically hey what's happening right now oh, there
6: he is hey, hey. Good, welcome man? in Ooh. sir how are you all mr
4: Only. Right. Mr. Lee, you are such one of the one of the dy- dynamic characters from uh, from the get go of, of Warrior. You, <laughs> we saw you for a hot second in Mulan. Yes, I watched it twice. Wow, uh, are, good work! I, I, I watched it one in English and one in Spanish because you know, for Ooh. for me, it's it's I don't know. I I just love it because it's different in Spanish. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You, you're such an iconic character throughout all all of um of Warrior. Oh, thank you. And uh, we have we have many questions, but right now we're talking about music. Right, we we just got done talking about food and 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 how everybody deals with uh with with uh um the lockdown and with um, how to take care of themselves mentally. Um, w- let me ask you, what do you do for your for mental health and uh, your clarity for the week?
6: Uh, I try to find as many baked goods as possible, <laughs> and then I eat them and. In a categorically systematic way, usually alphabetically. It takes a while. I have a spreadsheet. It's a whole thing. He's not joking. He's not joking. No, I'm not. I wish I could show
0: you my kitchen right now.
6: It's a, it's appalling.
0: When we when we used to visit Hoon's house, sometimes come away with a bag of cookies, and he's like, take them. No, I know. <laughs> we have made them fresh. <laughs> Just take them. I
6: used to read stories about people that are like, he ate himself to death. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you get it now. <laughs> I understand. I get it.
4: Oh, oh man, that's that's wonderful. What, what do you listen to for music? What did you listen to? Uh, what last album you listened to?
6: Oh, geez. You know, uh, I have to say I've been listening to a ton of uh, audio books more than I've been listening to music. That's actually been keeping me going because it yeah. just sort of, I don't know, it's sort of like, <laughs> it's like having a narrator throughout your day, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of nice. Um,
1: is it your own audiobook or about your own? Yeah, audiobook? I'm
6: just making stuff up, actually. I recorded the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked into the kitchen. <laughs> and he got himself a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, man! Hours, yeah, just really kills the time. It's good. <laughs> Tom, I'll make you one. It's good. Exactly. <laughs> I, kind of I actually
0: listened. I listened to. I listened to an audio, um, a podcast this week with Hoon being interviewed on it. And it was very like what Hoon just described. As I'm <laughs> it was like living, it was like living with the new Morgan Freeman in my ears. It's as, a terrible. As thing. Thing. <laughs>
6: uh, I'm but, glad this format is sort of more casual. Sometimes I get on a podcast and there's this terrible cold feeling halfway through where I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
4: like, yeah, not here, not here, yep. man. I'm We're talking. totally yep. relaxed.
5: Free to, free to say whatever you want and yeah, you no judgment. That.
6: Tom I mean, we need to tell you some things. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
1: perfect place to air some dirty laundry Oh,
5: here we go. Oh, oh hey, you guys just go at it. We'll just listen.
1: <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm not watching. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna listen. <laughs>
6: no, no, no.
4: It's- we absolutely we we're we're so honored to have all of you, especially we got you on here now, too. I mean, we, we love everybody on the show, we love everybody's dynamic, we love how how invested it. huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he well, paid us oh, to say that it's so hard to be, just, to be unlikable I <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I failed
4: there were, there, were so, there were so many moments where we're like okay child has got this going on okay let's see what he's going to do <gasps> what the fuck did he just do <laughs>
6: <We're>,
4: <laughs> you know at the very end of Warrior the very end of season 2 we're just we were so taken aback walk us through that scene
6: uh well you know it, it's interesting because i i didn't realize till later that people would uh you know they would be pretty that some people would be quite upset by that whole situation and because like as an actor you're just sort of looking at it like is this an interesting thing to play mm-hmm. is this something that gives you you know traction and and uh some energy and and brings out an interesting conflict and so it wasn't until later and i saw some twitter feedback where people are like how could he do that and i was like oh yeah that was
0: that was pretty bad huh and (laughs) um but i think think were people saying you were responsible for jacob being given up
6: yeah yeah i mean they're right i mean there's there's a they are
0: but some people some people said that celine was to blame sophie was to blame well i think we we all
6: know who really is to blame Diane. Diane. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's my no, lane. Everyone knows it's my lane. My lane.
6: But it's an interesting thing because what it what it sort of betrays is uh, how people actually feel about the characters, right? They that they put them in a it, they they think that they are uh, a good guy or a bad guy like they start to categorize because that's what we do. And um, what I've always really liked about it is that everybody is very gray. And everyone, had, um, you know, they, there are moments of heroism. There are moments of, of villainy. And that feels, I mean, when you're looking at uh, a period piece, even a heightened one like ours, that sort of speaks to the, the birth of a nation in a way, right? Like that sort of like the creation of our nation, I should say. And uh, you end up with this, um, you end up having to really confront the idea that our our country is founded on a huge amount of compromise you know it is it, no matter what virtues we bring to bear no matter what we espouse we are we're constantly making it up as we go along and often at the expense of, of you know humanity like a, a certain level of humanity our morality um building off of the you know the people that were there before us um villainizing the people that come in after us and i think it's like we've not been well served by not looking at that with some frankness you know and sort of believing our own and you know, drinking our own Kool-Aid in that way. And so it's nice to see a show that simultaneously allows you to sort of have a good time, enjoy yourself, but will raise those questions and make you think, okay, why am I, why do I choose to see that person as a hero? Mm-hmm. Why do I choose to see that person as a villain? You know, one yeah, of Perry's, like the thing I love about Perry's relationship with Young June is on the one level, you're looking at, you know, shades of the Godfather. Um uh, yep. But at the other level, you're just looking at a father and son, trying to figure it out like every father and son has to do. Right. you know. And I think that that's, that's the stuff that um, actually Jonathan is really obsessed with as a writer, that, that those family dynamics um, are everywhere in anything he writes. Um, and it's the stuff that ultimately, I think, ends up hooking people in.
4: No, I think that... The- you know, you always think about you know these 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 prolific characters and uh, all these series, different series. Like Game of Thrones. You always, you know, eh, everybody talked about Jon Snow and you know, the Queen of Dragons, right? Yeah, cool, great. But what about Cersei? She was so like evil, right? In Warrior, you really can't pinpoint one person that you're just like so upset at. You know, you for sure you're like, oh, you know what? Bill, this episode. Bill, you know what? Bill O'Leary, and then all of a sudden it's like you know, through the whole warrior Chow's kind of he's riding up here, he's helping this person, that person, and then all of a sudden the last one you're like Chow. <laughs> <laughs> so there was moments in in this whole in this whole series, you know, the, the all two seasons we're hoping for season three, four, and five uh, that uh, <laughs> that uh, you really can't pinpoint one. One bad guy, you know? Right. Is, is, do you think that's a question for everybody? Do you think that's strange that you can't really pinpoint one bad guy? Oh, in this? Deliberate.
0: It's, it's a well it, It's a well thought out strategy of, of when and how you reveal certain agendas and points of view from each character. I mean, if you, you know, you could easily have filmed Game of Thrones from Cersei's point of view and shown her in a more. Empathic way and, and shown her struggles and framed them in a way that shows that she's actually just trying to do right by her. And at what point do you, as a viewer, measure her actions against your own moral compass and say, okay, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with this character anymore. And there's a there's a story, there's a play called Good, which is was written I think in the 70s in Britain, and David Tennant's about to do it in the West End in London, and it's about a guy, um Viggo Morton, I think did it as as a film. Um, actually a few years back and it's about a guy in 1933 I believe in Germany and it's about his journey to joining the Nazi party and it follows it very very subtly and the play is beautiful it's it's written with all this klezmer music and it's absolutely gorgeous but it it you you empathize with the guy and you watch him change and it's really painful to see a human being just through mission creep or one tiny decision at a time just move that way and it. You know, it's what human beings are capable of. And Jonathan and the writers are very careful. They knew what they were doing. Um, they knew how they were unpacking all of us. And they knew they had a, a large ensemble to be able to spread the unpacking of and have some as a little surprise and some twists and some turns and some heartbreaking moments within all the revelation. But they did say to all of us, "We, you guys are all well-rounded people. They're all well-rounded characters. We want them to live and breathe and people to identify with them.
4: Yeah, and it, it, it all just turned out to be everybody's trying to survive, you know.
2: We're all flawed, you know. We all have dreams, we are trying to ch- fight for our dreams, and we, we all have we're all sinners too, you know. Yeah, especially Barry. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <Perry.
2: laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting oh, for God. my people, man. I, I kill for God. my people.
4: <laughs> Chows in there trying to make some money, you know. That's why, that's why I was like totally. I. I, I, I I loved each character. I mean, we loved each character. It, it was, they were just all phenomenal, but each character he brought, always brought something to the table. Chow was making his money, making his cheese. You know? But even when
2: Chow turned in Jacob, it's really about like, he knew that if, if we didn't have that one person that, that could you know take the fall, we're all going to take the fall. That's just yeah. how it is, right? So yeah. it's better to sacrifice that one. Yeah.
6: And I think that the, the difficulty that Chow faces in that decision Um, It has more to do with the idea that there's a, there's a kind of a progression. I was talking about this um, uh, in one interview where, uh, you know, when you look at the action of the entire series and when Assam steps off the boat, he's this catalyzing agent in Chinatown, right? So we start to, um, we start to follow this story from the arrival of this, this champion. And I think Bill is in a similar place to Chow in that I think that, and and Karen, I I don't mean to speak for you in this way, but like, uh, you know, they're both two characters. that sort of figured it out. Like it's not an accident that they work together, right? He's from his world and I'm from my world. And we have figured out how this new American system is going to work, right? And how everyone's going to get by and everyone's going to get through. And then uh, this person lands in the middle of that. And I think that he forces a re-examination of these things that we we thought are maybe settled between us. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's really powerful. That's 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 the answer to the implicit question of why are we following this story at this particular time? Why why are we finding these people in this stage in their life? Yeah. You know, <laughs> because the psalm has arrived and in doing so, the world is changing, the temperature is changing. And um, I've always really liked that idea that um someone like Chow might be sort of, there might be a morality that starts to reawaken, you know because of the presence of this person because that's a, a lot of the times that's how uh, you know, people operate in in the world, right? It's like we've seen in our own in, in the United States, uh, how important uh, leadership is, whether you agree with the current administration or not. you see how much influence it has. How much people fall in line behind a leader, or how much it rubs them the wrong way, and these things matter. Someone comes into the world and puts their, you know, puts their stake in it, puts a flag down, and people rally around that. Um, so I thought that that was really uh, an interesting thing to examine in the characters. How does this person uh, evolve, reawaken, find himself again, etc., because of the presence of this person? Because someone has forced him to do that yeah
4: know. it was a constant reinvention you could see everybody kind of just like whoa you're taken back and you know yes yeah. it, it was pretty well,
0: amazing the, 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 we did a lot of some of us you know did a lot of reading and then discussing about where we'd all come from and what it had been like in san francisco in in the years before the show starts you know what foundation are we actually coming together what why have we got relationships we have And there's a great book called the Barbary coast where we were reading a lot about, um, in San Francisco's history, there were vigilante uprisings where local business owners got together and, and tried and created a militia, created a a police force effectively. And if you'd lived in San Francisco for a couple of decades or uh, a few years beforehand, you would have been, you would have been aware of it. You would have known about it. People made coalitions. They understood that, the, the the structure that society had at the time was fragile and the military could come in you know that you had to make relationships you had to have some sort of understanding and you had to make compromise and equilibrium was really important and i always thought that the relationship i had with chow at least was was one of let's just try and keep the equilibrium so that people can keep going and it doesn't get too fucking out of hand like we've got to keep a lid on the extremists because we've all got to try and look after our families. Like yeah. you know, um the the history, reading about it and then seeing the world that the writers had given us as a gift was so helpful and vital to 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 playing these people with I think with um compassion and, and understanding for some of the things that we portray, you know, with with particularly it's it's not it's not a it's not something I've always wanted to do to go to work and play as somebody who's casually racist, yeah. but, um, it, it is, it is, I think it's important for you to understand why people are the way they are and empathize with them and understand. Otherwise it would come off as one dimensional, two dimensional, you know?
6: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Tom, uh, his electrics and internet went down, which is why. Oh
4: boy. He... Yeah. I was wondering, it's like, well, I'm hearing, I'm hearing flickering over here where I'm at too. And I'm like,
5: yeah, yeah, it's a little stormy here but yeah, he did like
6: want to say that he wants us to know the reason he left is because he's quote sick of my face <laughs> <laughs> and you just got on <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take
0: long Well, it was, we're a, not- real, <laughs> it was a real Dean Jagger exit that one now
2: you know why child doesn't belong to any particular Tom <laughs> <laughs> down the
6: side of him oh uh, uh, yeah,
2: well, we're glad to see your face we're,
6: well,
4: we, we really are we um take that um you didn't show up the week before anyway so <laughs> but yeah
6: we're
4: we're just like we're, we're so we're we're so blessed i mean we, sean and i are you know huge fans of the show you know we, we, we these guys have heard it already we've already said it yeah a few yep. times <laughs> but you know we, we can't stop i mean we don't think that uh, we should stop at season two we think we should be at season three four and five we want to see what happens to to papa papa june we want to see what happens to bill we want to see what happens to the chow and his new dynamic of where you know trying to trying to save the city because i you know i didn't even think of that aspect of you know that point of view of like dang he's trying to save a a way of life you know so it, it would be very interesting to see where stories would go from here you know uh, and, I mean, and, and
2: what happens to america you know yeah. the, america yeah. is a big huge part of the character of the show this is america and america is evolving yeah. so we're trying to figure out america so season 3 if it, you know it's like what happens to the laws right right now we real, we're learning how important our laws are mm-hmm. in this particular moment and you know if we had a season 3 you know we can get into law like you know yeah. um there's so many there's a story there's an asian american uh, maybe you know the name, who who went to the first Chinese-American lawyer, went to Yale. And he's the one that actually fought for birthrights and education and things like that for, for um, people of color, you know, for Chinese to get into schools that weren't just, you know, that were white schools. And so that Chinese can move into white neighborhoods. And that uh, if you were born in America, you were American. So this was a Chinese lawyer, a Chinese-American lawyer who fought for these. And this can happen in season three, you know. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the, the end, then, there's endless opportunities or endless endless things endless storylines and endless directions to go in you know but it's all right,
6: our, right. You know, the courtroom they suddenly bust out knives and hatchets and <laughs> exactly <laughs> the jury.
4: yeah I think we started touching on on the last uh, on the last episode where uh Dean's character walks into the courtroom and sits down and he's like for mm-hmm. the unified people of California mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, man, this is not going to stop here. This is going to get bigger. And, you know, that's what we're hoping for, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, that?
6: there's a parallel to to sort of piggyback on what Perry was saying. There's a parallel there between the start of the season. Actually, when you see Dean's character at the start of the entire series, he's in a courtroom. That's when you meet him. He's watching his own men getting, uh, you know, bailing them out, essentially, right? Yeah. So there's this sort of movement from, uh, not only an individual, but in you know, an, an individual as a metaphor for a movement, moving from uh, the sort of bare knuckle uh, way of dealing with your problems and establishing order, and now needing to mature and find a different way, finding right. a way that, that has more impact and, and a wider reach. And there's a kind of interesting sort of book ending to, to the way his character is moving, um, and that's but there's something kind of, there is something kind of poetic about that. The idea that someone who might rise to power was a thug, you know, he was a guy that, you know, dealt with problems in the most direct manner possible. And it's Mm -hmm. like, these are the people that end up seizing power in, in, in many ways, um, especially at the beginnings of civilizations, right? Because who's going to stop them? You know,
4: right. They're always Um, afraid of that power. Yeah.
6: Yeah. You know, I mean, we had bill the butcher from,
2: from a, gangs of new york right he's just like he would kill his opponents (laughs) just throw a knife in his back you know no more opponent you know
6: if you are someone who's like um if you are someone who is in you know bill's position who's in on the police force etc it's like how do you stop that you know like how do you really how do you stop that because uh i had a friend once who you know, he wasn't a big strong guy, but he had an inordinate amount of self-confidence in his abilities to win a fight. And uh I asked him why. Uh and he said, "I'm he said, "I'm not afraid of uh winning of losing a fight because I'm always willing to escalate." That's an interesting perspective, you know. Yeah. And I was like Yeah, that's yeah, you're a psychopath. <laughs> you know. I meant that in a friendly way, but he, uh, you know, there was something to that. There's something to that in, in a world like this where it's like the the winner is the person who's willing to escalate. Mm. The the winner is the person who's willing to do what the other person is unwilling to do. Right. Um, so that's, you know, how do you balance that with a society that's trying to create a sense of law and a sense of order and trying to move away from that, uh, that sort of king of the jungle mentality. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's and a lot of the, a lot of the things that we've been forced to look at in the show, unfortunately, were sort of thrown in our face in the past year too. Yeah. Like, oh, now yeah. we get to examine it in real life. Cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have not moved far from that muscle, right? It's like you're hearing this kind of uh, rhetoric from our outgoing president about being strong. You know, like you get well, things done when you're strong.
6: I think what, I think Perry to, to feel to be more optimistic about it on some level, it's it's not that nothing's changed. It's that it's that it's never far from the surface, right? Mm-hmm. It's and those things are different, right? It's when people are under duress, they you know, they are often uh, they often revert to the not so great version of themselves, their their not ideal version. And um but it doesn't mean that we can't engender an environment where people don't have to feel that stress that they don't have to get to that place. And that's one way to sort of prevent the ugliness from erupting, but yeah. It's a struggle. The, I think
4: it's going to take all of us, man. You know what I mean? It's going to take all of us to, to teach our children, you know, exactly. teach our children. And, and if we teach them not only our way of what we think is right, but what a worldly way of thinking would be, you know, you know, I want my, I want my kid. You know he's only eight, but I want him to understand that he's he's 98 Mexican. He well he's 50 50, but I always tell him he's 98 because we overpower and we got better tacos. And then I always tell him it's like you got you got you know you, you got to respect your mom's culture and you got to respect your dad's culture. And then even step outside of that and you got to respect all cultures in between because everybody's going to make up this giant world that you're going to be a huge part of later on in life. And he's still, you know, to this day, he's just like, wow, <laughs> you know, and and it's going to take all of us. We've got to start showing that kindness. We've got to show that, you know, assert our authority, of course, obviously. But at the same time, we got to show that kindness and that compassion
0: and that love.
2: We were just watching, you were just talking earlier about movies and, and the internet and what's happening with things being closed right now with the quarantine. And so I just saw the prom. On Netflix the other night, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a you know it's a Broadway musical turned into a film about you know a, a prom that's closed down because they wouldn't let a lesbian uh, you know couple come to the prom. So, but but the greatest song in the whole uh, show was "Love Thy Neighbor." Mm. You, you know when it's like it just comes down to love. What, what did you miss from the Bible? That the, the most important teacher was teaching is "Love Thy Neighbor." if we can all just love thy neighbor. And I think that's, you know, in a, in a lot of great religions, right? And Buddhism is like understanding suffering and compassion is the main, main you know, teaching. If, yeah, if we can go back to what is the essence of the the, the main teachings and like apply that, you know, without cloud without society clouding at all.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even yeah. when you, you look at like, uh, you know, at some, on some level, Sometimes I just I, I I wonder why we don't ask ourselves a very sort of pragmatic question. Is like, what are we actually afraid of? Like, what what is this terrible thing we think is going to happen? You know, like a man loves another man. What's this terrible thing we think is going to happen? You know, like it's this it's this sort of. uh you know the the sort of fostering and peddling of an irrational fear i mean fear in and of itself is has its uses of course but the sort of application of fear to every single possible uh configuration of your world and like resorting to that as your default i i it just it becomes puzzling after some point like what what do you think is like how what exactly do you think is going to happen and then when you pin someone down they kind of don't know, yep. or or they give you a version of it which is so extreme that you're sort of like, if that version happens, the entire world's on fire, and that's the least of your concerns. Like <laughs> like <laughs> this thing, like you think someone's coming from your house or something. It's like no, 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 because you know, you know, the entire continent's falling into the ocean or something. Your house, you're not going to be worried about that sort of thing. Like, I, there's some part of me which just doesn't. I I don't know what people think is actually going to happen, you know, that that they can't allow people to sort of live with a certain amount of freedom. um,
2: I mean, the fear in a lot of straight men is like that they would become gay, right?
6: (laughs) I I wonder, I mean... (laughs)
2: They's, like if there's a lot of gay people around,
6: they're gonna turn gay, right? That's what they're afraid of. Well, I mean, this is a very simplistic argument. I I, I want to just put that up. <laughs> <But aren't laughs> the same people that would be like, you're never turning me gay. <laughs> you know, I mean, wouldn't that be happening at the same time? Or it's like, well, then you got nothing to worry about. Like what, exactly. But they're afraid oh. of be you know turning gay. If you're
2: afraid of becoming gay, then you should just become a gay earlier. You know, you should just accelerate it. You mm-hmm. know, I just, don't I, be afraid it's,
6: anymore. It's just a bizarre. There's so many things where there's just this bizarre sort of um, vagueness to to the fear, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, someone someone comes running at me with a machete. I know exactly why I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> there's no yeah. question. There's no vagueness, right? But this idea <laughs> that, like, well, you know, if we let a woman love another woman, where does it end? It's just like, well, it, it kind of ends there, doesn't it? It's sort of like they're they're doing their thing and. What do you think is going to happen to you? It's yeah. funny you
0: said that. In, in, in Warrior I had a scene with Koji where I've locked him up in, in in series season one. And I was working on the construction of Bill's accent with my accent coach in London. And we were talking about the lines that I have. And she said, Oh my god, it's so racist. It's so bad. <laughs> um And I was, and I, and I'm constantly saying about how funny I think Bill is. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. Right. And it it's the moment when Assam um, speaks English and Mm -hmm. Bill changes his opinion of who Assam is and his response to him because just because he can understand him and speak English. And suddenly the fear of the fear of that, that, obst- that obstacle of communicating has been removed for Bill and suddenly Bill's like enlightened and decides he's going to be, he's going to treat him as an actual human being rather than anything else. And um... <laughs> Hey Brad, nice name.
6: <laughs>
0: boss. Hey boss. What's up?
6: Good to see you boss. Mr. Fuckchester, nice to meet yeah, you.
5: Yeah, n- nice name. Is that your phone's name, Fuck Chester? It is
3: because my buddy's got a cat, and every time I turn around, he puts fucking cats on my computer, and his cat's Chester, and I fucking hate his cat. So he just always, he always posts. He always, goes, I say, Fuck Chester.
6: Awesome. <laughs> I see.
2: Kieran, Hoon Perry, what's oh, up? What's, what's on the boss? We're talking about how I... much we miss our workouts. Oh, uh, man, I miss you guys totally.
3: I, Hopefully,
0: pipes um, coming. Yeah. Hey.
6: We're working on off. it.
0: With HBO Max doing its deal with Roku and us getting all those more subscribers and eyeballs on HBO Max, I'm sure we're going to be back together in the, like about three years' time.
4: Three years? <laughs> 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 that long?
0: Man. We're shooting
4: for great. We're shooting for a lot sooner than that.
6: Yeah. This knee's only uh, got another year in it, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever, Hoon. I have to, like,
3: literally, guys, I had to, like, I had to literally tell Hoon days, I could not, no, you can't come in. No. No, Hoon. No, Hoon, stop calling me. You can't. No, you have to leave. Leave now. Go, go. I got training to do. But, but, no, <laughs> no, Hoon, no, you
6: gotta go. <laughs> Can I just stay here? It's so warm. Yeah.
0: Guys, it's, I'm going to step here. off for a bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to exit.
2: Yeah,
6: me
0: too. I got to go, gents. I'm so sorry. It's no, great. no. Brett, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sorry I got to leave, buddy.
4: Hey. Okay, man. Thank, thank you for you your time, Karen. And Mr. Perry
5: Much
6: appreciated, Perry. you guys. Good Very seeing
5: good you seeing, guys seeing you guys, guys again. Very much you appreciate soon. you guys.
0: I'll give you guys a call soon. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll come back on soon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got to go. No, don't be sorry. Don't, don't be sorry.
2: sorry. I wonder if I could plug a campaign. I hate to use that word plug, but... One of our please. one of our actors. Yes. I was um, actually going to say something about your 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 post, but oh Go ahead. Yes, yes, please so, do, please by all means. So, um, our our character uh, Russell Flanagan, Chief Russell Flanagan, uh, played by the wonderful uh, David Butler, came down. Uh, was, you know, has been diagnosed with lung cancer. This oh month, wow! This month. So, yeah. So his, uh, I only know because his daughter Annie was my makeup artist for season one and I follow her on Instagram. So she posted a a South African sort of version of GoFundMe. And maybe I'll just send the link to you guys later if you want to announce it. Yeah. Yeah, But so, so yeah, he's, he's in chemo and they, they can use a little help and, you know, Warrior is a family. So we're going to, we're going to rally for, for a David. So I thought I would just mention that, and you know, you could think about him. And then when you guys, when p- people hear the podcast, I'm sure he will still be their family. Will still be accepting donations. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely.
5: Yeah. We'll, we'll play just plug the uh, the link in, and then on the uh, Warrior Facebook page on the group, I'll uh, I'll plug it in over there as well, so we can uh, get that spread around. Yeah, Great.
4: Anything we could do for for the for the cast of Warrior, you know that. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you,
6: Mr. Great, guys. Great
2: Mr. See you, Perry, Perry Mr. thanks for
4: coming by. Hi,
5: Thank
2: you bud. so
4: much, Mr. Perry Young. It's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. Thank
2: you. Bye, Perry. Bye.
4: Mr. Brett Chan, how's it going, sir?
3: Howdy. How you are you going? Are
5: you off work yet, or what? <laughs> uh
3: I was I was at a meeting, and then uh, so had to. Anyways, took a little longer than expected. Sorry.
5: No, but you got
4: I know. Was there, I know. I know. It's Mr. Hooley. I I, I got all schoolgirlish because I saw him. I was like,
3: yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> dude. I, I I love I love you. You weren't kidding there, Mr. Brett Chan, when you said that uh, season. You're only on episode three of season one. It's only going to get better. And you hook, line, and sink all of us. We we love the work. We love the development of the characters. We love that everybody got to. I mean, everybody put in work, and you and it shows. And everybody's charisma everybody's um effort everybody's love for the project was just so evident and that's why we all identified with everybody even the action scenes were just amazing everything was amazing about the show
6: you know i mean one thing that brett uh i think i'm very very you know pleased that uh you know when you read articles about the show uh the action features so prominently um in people's opinions of it and and so favorably and that's very very well deserved I, I mean the amount of work that brett and his team put in uh not just to the choreography and like creating these incredible set pieces but also in like the care and feeding of us as actors like keeping us safe that was such a huge thing the sort of the training of us um so that you know unlike a lot of action shows we were on a show where a number of us not me, but a number of us were expected to look like incredibly expert martial artists, you know, not just capable action people, right. right. But people that are incredibly well-trained and that's a, that's a very different level of attention to detail um, that's required by the actors, but also has to be taught um, by Brett and his team. And then on top of that to I mean, especially uh, as the seasons went on, um, so much uh, of the schedule was compressed Uh, we had to accomplish so much with so little time that the production team ended up really turning to brett to make sure that shots were going to be set up well that you know that they could you know that they could follow the sort of a game plan that he laid out for how the whole thing would be filmed i don't think that we would have been able to really accomplish it um certainly not with the the level of uh finesse and expertise that we did without that. It was functionally like, I mean, at one point, fight unit was running all the time, but at one point we were double banking too. And I think at one point we had four units going. Um four. Yeah, pickup unit, fight unit, and then two full units. Um and you know you can't there's so little margin of error there. And to come out of it not only with confidence in what's happened, but feeling you know feeling rewarded by people's attention to it, feeling like they they were blown away by it and feeling that we were safe. I mean, that's that's kind of a minor miracle to come out with all of those things intact. So nice job, Brett. Yeah. It was, it was,
3: not just me, man. It's it's everybody, but first of all, this podcast is not about me. It's about you guys whom but thank you yeah, but, for the
6: plug. I yeah, but they it. do it. They do it because they're scared of you. See, so it is your Sean <laughs> paid you me to be scared. <laughs> I'm glad
5: he's it, in uh, it, British Columbia. It, <laughs> oh <my> god! <laughs> oh.
3: No, uh, I was going to actually start the conversation. With the oh. picture from Banshee, from Moon, But uh, yeah. <laughs> because I'm driving, I can't do it right now. I, I uh, just found it online, was, and it was Hoon dressed up as a, uh, a drag in drag. Uh, so I, I happen I, to have seen no, that. Yeah. There are many pictures <laughs> of
6: that, Brad. That's, that's old hat, man. Yeah, he, he doesn't <laughs> care now. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: oh, I, the critics, I mean, none of the stuff could have been done if the actors weren't game. I mean, right. If you look at it, with, when we did Hoon's fight in uh, episode five, um, that was all Hoon. like. Our actors, yeah, think of it like they, they came in and they were training and they did the fights. I mean, if I couldn't do the fights for face value with my actors' faces, a lot of the times, I mean, everything would have to be a lot different, shut a lot differently. Like we we're just blessed to have all our actors that just really wanted to be part of it and wanted to actually do it.
6: And you from know, from fun- to
3: Tom to Moon, yeah,
6: but that really comes. I mean, that really comes from the top. I, I, I mean, I've never seen someone, uh, you know, the amount of work that Koji put in too. And and not just, um, you know, not just in the training of the technique and the choreography. And, you know, Koji's a guy that, uh, you know, he really cares. He really, you know, he really cares as a professional to begin with. And then you layer in the sort of, uh, sort of sense of responsibility to the legacy of Bruce Lee. And, um, and he was under a tremendous amount of self-imposed pressure. Uh, And it's one thing to sort of say, hey, you know, you're going to be, featured in this way you really need to have your skill set up you really need to be sort of performing at a certain level but then to also sort of put himself in the place where you know he's going to try to like maintain seven percent body fat for like six months it's an insane amount of dedication and uh it's a it's a it's kind of an it's always an inspiring thing when you see your production led like that it makes it easy to commit um because you feel on some level that that's, that's the bar. Right. And, um, you know, and as much as Koji led in that way, Joe Taslam and, uh, you know, Olivia and, uh, Dean, you know, all of our characters who are, and, and, uh, Jason Tobin, like all of our characters who are, you know, immensely physical Chen, they, you know, they, they went right for it as well. You know, it became, it becomes part of the culture. And that's really great to see. Um and without being like kind of a weird agro alpha culture, which can sometimes happen, you know, and we didn't oh, yeah. we didn't have that, which was great. Um because, you know, we, yeah. if anything it was it was probably the opposite, right? Brett, like we were all rolling around on the mat complaining about our hips and knees like constantly.
3: All the time. But like, you guys were there like tiny children. children. Even our actors who didn't uh, who weren't? Who didn't have to do anything physical, really, like Maria Elena or like uh, Celine. Perry.
6: yeah,
3: uh, Perry. But they were there every day training.
6: Yeah, yeah. Kieran and Tom, and you know, they were always in there. Yeah, that's it awesome. Became, it became a real sort of hub of our social interaction on the show too, which is a lovely idea.
3: Yeah, way to yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, it's great. To and see
3: it's that. funny because. We would be on like i mean because i had guys from like different countries so we really had like what four to five different languages being spoken there some of the guys would not, not speak any word of english mm-hmm. but you'd see hoon there and hoon would be like talking or communicating with like our kazakh guys or chinese guys or it just and, and it's like they had a we had like a language like a um, physical language set up and that's for me that's always rewarding the fact that you know all these people from all different countries and different worlds but yet yeah, they're talking not really speaking english but they're talking and communicating that's pretty awesome
4: that is amazing that that barrier was just broken and if it just everything was so fluid
6: yeah and we i mean we were very lucky in that way too because you know if we misunderstood something we could have gotten like a foot in the face you never know just <laughs> that's that not was,
4: what i meant no. <laughs> that would have been bad that would have been so bad I'm just glad it worked out i, I i'm i'm so, we're so happy that the yep. you know the show was just as as amazing as it was you know and uh we it's cemented i i believe will be cemented and the legacy is there i mean it's already been there with with bruce lee writing the story and i i think with the actors and the way the everything came together it's already a legacy now you know oh
6: that's kind i mean we're we i think all of us it's certainly the vast majority of people that I've spoken to, uh, from the production. I mean, I think everyone's kind of holds a, you know, it has a special place for all of us. It would be lovely to, uh, find a way to sort of bring it to a more proper sort of close. Absol- I think absolutely. feels more absolutely. resolved. Yeah. Um, but even if that word had never happened, I mean, it's, it's rare that you get a, you get an opportunity to have a job like that. Um, yeah. but, absolutely so many boxes
5: like like karen says uh uh i forgot what the show was that was on hbo that they finished uh 15 years later uh uh, deadwood Deadwood. Deadwood. he he brings it up you know hey it 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 took 15 years to get an ending but they got a proper ending um and we talked about it earlier you know uh this show started off on cinemax it's a very it's a it's a club it's exclusive show and not many people know about it yes the uh the seasons are done but um it's switching to a new platform that's brand new you know hbo is not brand new but hbo max is brand new uh it's the streaming wars all that good stuff um so our hope as you know the fan base is we're gonna get a crap ton more people watching this and like get as excited as we are about it um you know we're we've got our platform here on the podcast um any of you guys are Always welcome to come talk about warrior uh, life, whatever in general.
4: Mulan, Um, let's talk about Mulan for a hot second. (laughs) I haven't haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, act actually, uh, cover your ears, because I have some questions for him.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. uh, Chen Tang is coming on um, the twenty fourth,
6: twenty fourth at two
5: o'clock. If you want to stop in and say hey, I mean
6: that was really funny because I did Mulan before Chen was cast in Warrior. Wow, and. And just by uh i was only there for a brief time since uh i don't show up in much of the movie and uh um you know so i'm in this hotel and you know i didn't really have a chance to meet the cast or anything like that but i ran into chen um and we ended up just sort of just in a very impromptu way we ended up having dinner one day um just sort of having just met and you know like we had a meal and it was a great talk we talked for a couple of hours etc and it was really nice it was sort of like the strongest connection i sort of made uh on the movie because i was only there for such a brief amount of time and then i found out later that he was cast in this role on warrior i was so excited having like met him prior and like thought very well of him um it was really nice to have that sort of Exp- like that sort of excitement and expectation that like a new friend was going to come play with us you know like that sort of <laughs> yeah that was really great that was a real treat um he's yeah. a lovely guy and he worked his ass off and and kind it of shows it's a great character oh, it, it, absolutely fantastic he's a, he's the,
5: character. the comedic the comedic relief in uh, the tough situations very yeah, much so yeah. <laughs>
4: From the moment he came on, we saw him. I remember watching it when the episode when he was like, you know, bringing in new new guys, and I'm just like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this guy, there's something going on with this guy.
6: And yeah, like, yeah, it's funny too because uh, uh someone I, I want to say someone was like, I might have been Andrew, but someone said that like it, he's like the the best cast character in the history of television. Like, <laughs> like there's an aspect of Chen which is so dead on. Um, uh, and with his character, which is a gross oversimplification of Chen, obviously, but there is a there is a sort of a key quality. It's that sort of um, this sort of like a lightness that he can bring, um, and a sort of like this sort of joy. And in the show, you know, it's it's balanced out by this intensity and the sort of uh, his fighting acumen and all of these things, but. And uh, in real life, it's balanced out by his, you know, his work ethic and like an intensity he brings to uh, the work that he wants to do and his um, openness to sort of trying to improve and trying to like trying to grow as an actor, et cetera. But yeah, there's, there's this Venn diagram of attitude with him, which is like there's this heavy intersection. It's like it was really a, a marvelous thing to see.
4: Yeah, yeah. it was a good job casting him for sure. I think so, yeah. you know. <laughs> So, uh, we're at that point there, Mr. Hoon Lee, I, I, we're
6: sorry. I hopped on a bit late. No, it's, oh, uh, no. it's
4: an absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, you know,
5: you're, I know you're probably busy with, uh, personal stuff, Christmas coming up and jobs, mm-hmm. but, uh, in the future, if you want to come on, talk about warrior, uh, I'm going to watch Milan today. Cause I, I want to talk to, uh, Chen about it, but I, if you want to talk t- about that, you I don't just...
6: have to watch past the first 15 minutes. Of that. <laughs> you watch the <laughs> first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: But, uh, we, we would, we would, uh, really love to have you back on, just kind of get more in depth into warrior and just life in general. We're, we're big on, uh, mental health. Uh, and just hearing hmm. you talk about things is v- you're, you're a very interesting, uh, human being as well. You have a lot of, different perspective uh uh, i I would like to hear more of
6: yeah yeah i'd like that yeah let's do it yeah Yeah.
4: anytime you want to come on there i mean we promote we we try to promote the hell out of uh, mr brett chan because one without brett chan i don't know if we would have gotten this far with uh, with being able to talk with the cast i mean we're yeah,
5: ab- absolutely. We're we're humbled by by that. And every one of you guys has just been great human beings. There's nobody that's like, no, uh, we're not talking. Everybody's, you know, y- my thing is I want you guys to come see uh your friends and have this open platform where you could say hey to your friends, because you guys are one of the most tight knit groups I've I've ever got to witness. It's so cool. Well,
6: I, I mean that's that sort of that sort of thing is really the, the, the real riches of the show, you know, from, Absolutely. from a personal perspective. I, in fact, I was, I was talking with Tom earlier today, just like a couple hours ago. <laughs> I was like, I forgot he was going to be on this thing. Um, you know, and I had dinner with Olivia last night and, uh, you know, it's, we, we are very much in contact with each other, which is, is a lovely thing to feel.
5: That's, yeah. That's amazing. And that hopefully, amazing. Uh, you know, God willing, uh, We'll get a at least a season three or, or at least a a closeout of uh, Warrior at some point very, in the future. Well. You know, we're we're gonna work our butts off for you guys and uh, see what we you. can do.
6: And I wanted to say thank you I appreciate the support you guys have put forth. And it's it's uh it's very gratifying and um <clears throat> it's nice to see people that sort of you know are feeling the thing that we're trying to get across. And that's that's a really really rewarding feeling. So thank you for that.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I say it every time we have. Uh, I've said it to Kieran and Perry. You know this this show is is unlike any show I, I've ever gotten to to watch. Uh, you know, from the cast, uh, the crew, the producers, the the scenery, everything, the stunt people. It's just it's top notch. And every brings everybody brings something to the table, and you know we've touched on it. It, it mirrors what's going on in today's world uh, with racism and uh, yeah. stuff like that. And so I, I think it's a very important show that everybody needs to to watch. You know, even even for the martial arts, it's it's fun and stuff like that. But getting deep down into the meaning, meaning meaningful stuff is just amazing.
6: Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, the the um, a lot a lot of the things that we did with uh, like you know I started designing the choreo and all that jazz was. You, you got to talk to the characters and stuff like that. And yep. if you talk to Hoon, Hoon is the one person I was able to talk to. And every character has, you know, every person, every actor has their, their ideals of what choices they want to make for their character to go and their background, their stories. And, but Hoon, if you talk to Hoon, he has an overall idea of reasonings, of abstract reasonings and, and thought process for every character on the show and why he feels nice. why they went a certain way. Which, which is awesome because that helps me develop things for other actors or why. Uh, because he has a very interesting perspective on everything. He makes you think outside the box and why. So there's been a bunch of times that Hugh and I talked and he'd be like, well, think about it from this perspective, right? And you will say like, holy fuck. I mean, sorry. Holy crap. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way. But let's pursue it that. lovely. And that's not necessarily the way it's going. But that's just a different way of thought process and it helps you develop things uh, and characters that way, which, great. you know, it's really spurred a lot. Actually, talking to Hoon a lot has inspired me more to pursue more directing.
6: You should. Yes. You yes.
3: should. Talking to Hoon. Yeah. Well, I know, I, and I'm trying, but we'll see.
6: Well, if you,
4: if you need a, a token Mexican and a token white guy who do podcasting, I know two. <laughs> <laughs>
6: But like Very few people realize that podcasting began in the 19th century. Yeah, you're right.
4: <laughs> That's like right. A they did it by pigeon.
6: A <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure it out. And two other guys with telegraphs like in the other cities and they're like it takes like 47 hours to get an episode done. <laughs> oh, yeah, All right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you,
4: Hoon. Very nice, nice to Hoon meet me. you. Thank you so
6: much and thank you for, uh, for everything. Thank you. I'll call you in. His, I'll call good. you in thread. Okay.
4: Love you. Long time.
6: <laughs> Take care,
3: man. <laughs> Take
5: Bye.
4: care. Bye. Take care, Mr. Bradshaw.
5: Sorry,
3: guys. Guys, I was in a meeting. I was busy. I just, oh, I hey, dude, 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 list.
5: dude. No, 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 you're you're all good. Uh, totally we just enjoy. Good. We just enjoy surprising uh, Karen and Tom. You know, they get to see everybody else. It's, it's it's just a joy to see their their faces and stuff like that.
3: I had to turn my camera off because I, I think it's really bad for me to have my camera on while I'm driving. So, the podcast. <laughs> so, well, I've turned it off. Even though I wasn't looking at <laughs> the camera the whole time. But uh, uh, yeah, I just said, you,
5: know, you had both hands done. on the wheel. Yeah, we saw it's it. It's all good.
3: I, yeah, I know, I know. But I just, I just, I, you know, bad mojo. So I get just, it. You know, have it. Someone, someone criticize.
4: So, Mr. Chan, season two is officially dropped. Uh, yes. And,. I am one hundred percent floored. I uh, well, I said this to the everybody else who show, showed up earlier. I mean, I, I I tattooed Sean's chest. It says warrior now, and uh, he's got <laughs> a new tattoo. <laughs> but yeah, right. <laughs> this this show was uh, where I was at when we spoke was uh, episode three, season one, and we spoke about it. And you're like, oh, just hold on, just hold on, and we held it's on. It,
3: it's about to erupt
4: oh and it did it did not stop and everything about the show i mean from the the acting the choreography the timepiece clothing the streets everything was just 100 percent amazing it was amazing
6: yeah it was really good
4: i think that it's time for mr brett chan to step up and start doing some directing i think so
3: (laughs) well i'm working on that right now i mean uh I'm, I'm on a show called Kung Fu right now, which is ironically enough, spawned from the Kung Fu with David Carradine, which was kind of politically something that was a bigger problem with Warner Brothers a long time ago. Yep. But um, right now, anyways, I'm, I have a project that I'm going to be directing. Well, I'm contracted at least. And we're trying to get it off the ground. It's called 16. It's about a, it's about um uh, an assassin who has ties to the Yakuza, um, and his he's along the lines of because a long time ago there are Asians that came to 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 uh, North America and there were actually the, the most similarities between uh, Asians that and, and, and our northern uh, brothers here are like Native Indians are Japanese, so their wow. their their traditions and their historics and their things are very similar, of uh, their superstitions and all of those kind of things. So. Anyway, this guy has some kind of ties to a native, a native, one of his best friends or, you know, whatever it is. Anyways, they create this ceremony for this guy, uh, his induction into the into the samurai, uh, or into the yakuza. Anyways, he wants to get out of it eventually, because his wife's dying and wants to take care of his kids, and the life he's led has been very empty and, you know, it's killing people. So the guys are like, okay, yeah, sure. <clears throat> so anyways, they betray him, and they kill him and his family. They kill his family in front of him first, then they kill him.
4: Oh damn!
3: In that moment, uh, in the in the I think it's the Yukon, the Yukon uh, Yukon uh, natives. Uh, they basically um, their territories, their 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 culture. They basically have this 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 ceremony where it's like avengement, where you're you know when you haven't completed something in your life. So his soul transfers into the sixteen-year-old boy.
1: Oh,
3: who, the boy basically. Starts to fight with this thing that's coming to his head. He doesn't realize what's going on. So, but anyways, he wakes up in this kid and it starts becoming this kid. So, you know, he goes to his old partner and all the old partner doesn't believe him. He goes, Get the hell out of here, kid. You know, and he, you know, he says things, does things that only he knows. So then he he, kind of gets on it. So then he basically, um, he's going to school, right? Ironically enough, he's going to school with the daughter. Of the guy who killed him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and basically, she she doesn't know anything. Obviously, she doesn't know what her dad does. But you know, and before he transferred to this in this kid's body, you know, this other kid he transferred into kind of has a thing for her.
4: Oh dang!
3: You know, friends. So he has to come to grips with, you know, and uh, he has got to realize that whatever he does, you know. He his spirit will leave this kid, so this kid will have to live with whatever he does. Mm-hmm. So he he can't go start murdering people because then he starts. You know the kid suffers for it, and they're on, and the guy's got a conscience, obviously. So you know, whatever he does to take revengement or uh, that he has to do, you know, it's got to be something he has to meticulously plan out. And he doesn't want to just go kill these guys; he wants to ruin them. Oh. So he he sets it all in motion and. And there's a lot, there's a lot of comedic value to it too because we don't want it to be like a, a dark 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 thing. Right. Um, yeah. And then anyway, so you know he doesn't know when his spirit's gonna leave. And basically, his uh, one of his uh, his spiritual advisors said like, yeah, the moment he falls asleep, he could go. So this kid has to, well, he has to stay awake uh, the whole time. So oh, wow. as he as, as the days progress, i he gets tired and tired, even though he's being run by this by him now. But if it happens. You know, it could be too late. We don't know. So right anyways, that's a script. And I'm, and I'm contracted. Uh, Jason Bork uh was one of the writers. Um and he was a decorated director and writer himself. And so they contracted me. So I'm just trying to get that made.
4: Awesome. Oh. We can't wait. <laughs> we can't yeah. wait. You know, you know you have this platform to, to come on. You got Sean's Sean's show is gonna be coming here pretty soon and Anytime you want to do anything, you want any kind of help promoting, shit, we'll help. We'll help. You have us. Uh, good, how are you? I can't hear you. Oh, oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, like I said, man. I mean, you, you got us. You got it's us. Snowing to... today. we Oh no, it's gonna start again. It's snowing and it's gonna come down this way. <laughs> you you keep your oh, snow wow. up there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't snow very much here in BC. Um, it's usually pretty mild, but it's snowing today, and it's a wet snow, so it's not really snowing, snowing.
4: All right, all right. Well, well, that's awesome, man. We we want to help you promote your show. We want to help that uh, promote. It. We we want to see this project yeah, because if it's gonna be anything like everything you've uh, touched with uh, with me War- too. Going to be amazing. Yeah,
3: that's a hopes. We have some good casts that we're going to attach to it so far, but I can't see anything to until they are attached to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is watching uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you a <laughs> Oh
4: God! Oh no! Run, Brett! Run! <laughs> Oh man. This fantastic. Well well uh you know we're uh we're about out of time here sir. I uh It was such an honor to speak with you again. I mean, you know like a, you weren't kidding about Warrior being one of the best shows out there. I mean I
3: know, right? Okay,
4: yeah.
5: We have to got to do it soon then. Yes. Yes.
3: Yep. Yes. Can you just Sean, tell us tonight
5: say that one more time
3: i'll see you on the game tonight
5: uh you want to you want to play have you have you played the new map
3: no no i haven't played it yet
5: oh it's intense but it's fun i've won a couple of times but uh yeah I'll, I'll be i'll be on i still suck uh but i'll be on <laughs>
3: right Whatever. you're pretty good but then you cheat i use a mouse and keyboard
5: oh i cheat you know what's funny is uh most most computer computer players uh, that are the big streamers they use uh controllers that have but on uh, a pc though yeah they ha- they they use controllers with the uh, paddles on the back so you could do that do that uh slide see yeah. my my uh my mouse has got little uh extra buttons on the side where i could do the slide and stuff <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot easier it's 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 like a <laughs> handicap you know it's not cheating
3: <laughs> and it's still... what are you talking about you can you can run and strafe and circle at the same time you can jump in the air and spin without and, and still pin you get your your head traps is so much easier ah. <laughs> oh,
4: man. oh man hell yeah well mr brett chan thank you so much man thank you for putting out such a phenomenal product thank you for yes for everything yes. you do we we are huge fans uh you you and sean are buddies i'm i'm here too i'm your buddy too you know <laughs> and you know what whatever you gotta bring us some do. tacos though brett wants tacos i got you i got you
3: all right man well uh I'll talk to you guys soon. Probably Monday.
5: Right. With Ch- uh uh the twenty-fourth. Uh twenty twenty-fourth is uh thir- Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Uh like I said, uh whoever wants to come on, come on. Uh doesn't matter.
3: We'll probably get Olivia on that day. Cool. Yeah. Olivia.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah, she's my favorite. Nice. Hell yeah, man. Sounds great. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. We'll uh, we'll see you on tonight. Maybe we'll get a win or two. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: All with your mouse and keyboard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. See you guys later. All
4: All right. See you, brother. Thank you, man. Dang. Sean.
5: Holy shit. I'm going to go. Oh, man. What an experience. Uh, Thank you for everybody that's come on so far with the Warrior cast. You guys have been just it's been amazing. It's it's been an experience just to watch you guys talk with each other. It's just an, an experience in itself. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep doing this and get all the cast members on here, uh, get some special visitors in there and keep keep this uh warrior train plugging along.
4: They yeah, got to, man. We got to. What, what an episode. Holy shit, what an episode, dude. Holy shit. I my heart is so full of happiness right now. You know, yes. I, I think I'm gonna go wrestle a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Sean, man, fucking, we did, we did like f- almost four hours, bro. I know. Well, well we're gonna, you know what, we're gonna cut this up and we're gonna definitely put out a couple of different. It'll be two episodes. Yeah, we're gonna maybe. have
5: to, we have to split this in half for the you can for the thr- sake
4: of the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my man. Hey, you know fuck man you know the message you know the deal everybody love everybody Everybody
5: love everybody and uh i think i think the cast uh that was here today can definitely echo that as well with their beliefs
4: yeah the beliefs on the way to talk about each other and the way you know they're just people and they just they just love it you know hey Mm -hmm. merry christmas from sean and i yes merry christmas guys we love you guys
5: wouldn't wouldn't be here without you uh we're gonna keep this train rolling yep yep we wait for real time with sean jarvis yep it will will get here soon enough when i get some uh some sponsors and some (laughs) some income in for the zoom and all that good stuff
4: oh yeah good times man all right everybody thank you so much